Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Third Shifts, episode 257. I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt. And I'm, you know what? I always do, you know, the, oh, man, I wasn't really pumped for the show. Screw that. I was pumped for the show. I kept adding more stuff onto my week because I had a great time away from you guys doing awesome stuff. So it was a fantastic week in a wonderful world. And I can't wait to talk about it with my co-host, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bearer, bringer, the beast master of third shift. It's Eric. He's here with us again. And I'm here to ask him, Eric, my dude, how was your week this week? It was more than a week. It was more than a week. How was your like week and a half? Oh man, we were camping. We were out there just in glory, just enjoying nature. All right, the trees, the pine trees. You go way up north in Michigan, and all right, and then the, it's all pine. So you just get that smell in the air, pine trees, birch trees. That's all it is. And you know you're up north. That's what, and you just get that feeling like, oh yeah, I'm in free country now. I'm in the great north, the great north Michigan. I was going to say, you hit that spot, and I don't know where that spot is, because I don't get out. Claire. Around. Okay, that's where it is. Uh-huh. You hit that spot where it's, you feel like the temperature drop. It goes, boom. Uh-huh. And it's not really noticeable. Like, if you get out and do a rest stop or whatever, you don't really notice it. But when you get to your destination, you're up north, you go, oh, wow, mm, let me put on my hooded jacket, or, uh-huh. you know, let me take off my hat and let the breeze blow through my hair. Uh-huh. I'm up north. Yep. It, it's insane. That's why I love Michigan, though, because it's like a two-hour drive gets you into the, the, the northern lands. You leave you leave the rest of this crappy country behind, and you go into the northern <laughs> lands. And you're like, wow, this is a different world. Uh, it's, something's different up here. It's colder. It's cooler. It's crisper. The air has a different smell about it. People are all spread out up here. Mm-hmm. There's not like... Open your blinds, your neighbor is right there, literally. It's, hey, well, your neighbor's like down the road sometimes. It's just beautiful. So nice. We got up there. We were enjoying some camping, hanging out, walking around every day, doing stuff. We went and saw all sorts of really cool vistas and whatnot. I even sent some pictures to Matt and said, hey, man, look at this. Chick, chick, choo. Look at where we're at. Woohoo! It was good because some days it was just what I needed. I'm sitting there boiling away and I was like, oh, my God. But ping. What's that? Oh, it's a bear. Yeah. Cool. Oh, it's looking at a bear. It's like looking over and there's water (laughs) and trees. That's what I need. You know, I haven't been to those places, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. I picture zoom in my memory and I go, I remember when we looked over some trees and some water, (sighs) breeze in my hair. That's where I am for five minutes. Just, ah. We got to do that again. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I even said it. I'm up there. I'm looking at I'm over these huge hills, looking out at these marshlands and sand dunes and whatnot. I'm going to these sand dunes that I just said and looking down. And we had to run down this sand dune to get all the way down the water. And you're talking way down. The climb sucked, by the way. Holy crap, did it suck. We went to some natural springs where the water, you can literally just put in a cup and you drink it. Because it's the actual springs that we get our water from here in Michigan. That was just beautiful and it just i just kept thinking i'm like man maybe maybe i could just live up here maybe maybe this is where i need to be this this change everything that's what i did when i went up to the cottage i went man so this could just be my life i mean especially there because it's literally like three minutes down the little pathway and you're at the beach but man just like 
cool crisp breeze. I mean, there were neighbors on the lane there, but you don't ever notice them. You're either in uh-huh. the cottage or you're down at the beach, and just, just that sound. Breeze through the trees. I don't hear that here. If mm-hmm. I go outside of here, honk, honk. I remember what we were doing over there with that thing. There's no breeze through the trees here. No, no breeze through the trees. And then, of course, it made me go, man, me and Matt need to go on a hiking trip to the Porcupines again. That's what we need to do. Except this time, we just won't be crazy about it. And we'll go much slower, much more relaxed, and it'll be great. That's the way we do it. <laughs> well, you can drive up. I'll drop you off. You can walk. You can hike in. I'll drive around the corner and just be like, hey, dude, here I am. We made it. And by relaxing, that's what I mean, is we we go straight to the campsites with the car. <laughs> we we post up. We put everything up. And then we drive back to the cool sites, hike maybe a quarter mile into where we want to go, yeah, yeah. see the sites, do the things, come back. And then we go get awesome meals every day. Wow. And we post up the selfies at the campsite, like, oh, wait, turn this way so nobody can mm-hmm. see the car. Yeah. It's like literally right here. Oh, exactly. man, hiked out to an awesome spot. Check it out, fellas. Click, click. Yeah. Middle of the mountains. What do you guys need? Woo! <laughs> man, someday we need to do that again. Hopefully, maybe next year. We'll see. But we still got to do that fall hangout. We have to do that. Well, I'm going to do that for sure. Like, I was already plotting in my head. Uh, we got to get together, try to figure out dates. Sorry, everybody listening. That's a that's a different thing for real life. We'll get it put together, and then we'll tell you all about it on the show at a different time. Mm-hmm. But for now, yes, I went camping. Wait, wait. <laughs> Could you imagine doing a show <laughs> at the at the hangout? Just put the, put the oh, blue right in the great. middle and just record yeah. for like <laughs> two hours of just idiocy and nonsense. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> We might uh, we might upset some folks, maybe. I don't know. That might not go over so great. It'd be like a, a ninety dollar tier on the Patreon. Exactly. <laughs> you want to hear some crazy shenanigans that make no sense? Mostly, throw a buck our way. There you go. <laughs> Sheesh. So of course, while I'm out, I actually had internet access this time around, so I could play any game I wanted to play. And funny enough, though, I ended up playing mostly Ratchet and Clank. I don't know why, it just felt right, it felt like the moment, it felt like the time. So I was in there playing Ratchet and Clank, I got all the way up to about 86% playthrough right now. I'm at the point where the guy goes, hey, I'm going to take you to the last boss and that's going to end the game. Are you sure you want to do this or do you want to keep doing side quests and level your character up? And I, of course, hesitated, didn't push that button and started just going back around trying to level up some of the guns I really like so I can go in there and just swamp the baddie. Even though I already can because some of the stuff I have is so powerful, I have no question in my mind that I'm going to just smoke through the last boss and beat the game. But I was like, man, maybe I should platinum it. Eric, no, stop it. This ain't a game I care about enough to platinum. Don't don't go in there trying to find all the stupid little bears and all the rest of the... I think I only need like two more of the golden nuts, but I'm like, eh. You only need two more golden nuts, man. Uh, Just wait until the next time you do a little mini camping trip and you bring that PS5 and you go, oh, what am I going to play? And it goes, shishing. You want to platinum me? Hey, hey. come platinum me. And then you can go ahead and say, hey, everybody, I platinumed your game. Then they won't respond or care. And, <laughs> you know, darn. That's the best. I love it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's what I mainly played. I did play a little bit of Scarlet Nexus, um, but I was getting to those big dungeons as I talked about already, where I was just like, man, I gotta go about two, three hours before I'm gonna get through this. 
I don't know. It, camping's so weird. You know, I don't I don't have that dedicated time because sometimes I just get tired. I'm like, ah, I'm just feeling tired. I'm out here outside chilling if the bugs are crazy or if this is bad or the weather's bad. I'm like, ah, I don't feel right. So I played a little bit of that, didn't get really too far into it. And then, I, as I mentioned on our, our tiered episode, I played uh, some Persona Strikers as well. But uh, didn't get too far in that either, you know. If you want to hear a little more about that, hey, you go, go throw us a couple bucks our way. And that's what I did this week. So camping, some video games. Now we're back here at the house canning away peaches, corn, the whole nine. The wife's going crazy. She's canning and canning and canning and canning. And I'm working and working and working. And it's Thursday here in the world. What about you, Matt? Well, like I said, it's been a good week in Matt Funtime's world. Because over last weekend, I went and saw The Green Knight in theaters, that A24 movie I've been waiting for a whole year for it to come out. And I will say, it was it was weird, but not as weird as I wanted. And it was doubly weird outside of that, because I feel like Sir Gawain and The Green Knight is one of the very few King Arthur stories I never read back in the day. Like, I knew the ending of it. But I didn't know like all the ins and outs and what it was really about and what he was going to do and all this other stuff. So I watched the movie and I went, huh, that was weird and cool and I enjoyed it. And then I started reading more stuff afterwards about you know, interviews with the director and how it's kind of a deconstruction of that story in a certain way and I'm not going to spoil anything. And I went, huh, now knowing the story better from having heard him talk about how the movie relates to it, I like the movie a lot more now. It was strange because it was a cool visual experience and I mostly enjoyed the story. But then afterwards, knowing more about the original story and seeing this take on it, I went, that's really cool. And I like what it's doing. And I like the the thing at the end, which I can't spoil. I, I love that idea of what he was going for with that. So that was really cool. Also, literally last night as we were recording this, I went and saw Old, which was also pretty cool. And, you know, it was what you think it would be from the from the trailer. It's kind of weird, kind of creepy. It's an M. Night Shyamalan movie, so it's, you know, it's shot well. It's weird and strange. And But then there was, like, one really touching moment close to the end. And I went, oh, wow. I, it made me think about the future and becoming old and people who we care about becoming old. And I went, oh, man. Damn, you got me. So I enjoyed that movie, too. Then on the video game front, I play Animal Crossing New Horizons every day. Not much to say about that. Played a little bit of Greedfall over the past week, not this current week. If you want to hear me talk more about that, hey, it's on the What You Play in Third Shift, which will be going up soon or has gone up by the time you hear this. But I feel like the biggest surprise of last week was Microsoft Flight Simulator, which, again, I talk a lot about that in What You Play in, but... I'd never mentioned it here on the show, and every time I saw it, it was something I wanted to at least try out. And I finally tried it out, and I'm not the, I'm not the plain guy. I've said that before. I've said it to you, literally, Eric. But there's something about it. I can see why Brian is a plain guy. Because, you know, I mean, sure, it's all graphics, and it's all, you know, you're not really doing it. But when you take off and you soar up into the sky, like my first flight was from Detroit to Lansing. And I start flying, and it's like, oh, fly this way. I'm like, okay. I don't really recognize anything. I recognize some of the stuff around Detroit, you know, the big roads and stuff. But then you get into that mid-ground, and I'm like, I don't know any of this stuff. But when you start getting close to where you live, and you're like, oh, that's that town. I'm flying right over it. That's the street I take to go to that town. Oh, my God. Oh, here's, you know, here's the the highway that I take to work every day. I'm going to take it up. Oh, man, that's campus. 
This is where I used to work. That's this big intersection. Here's the 496-127 interchange. That's crazy awesome and cool. Just, up, like I said, obviously it's graphics. It's you Google Earth and AI and whatever. But when you see it, like I know that place. And I've, now I've seen it from this totally different perspective that I could never see in real life. Unless I was literally up in a plane. Uh-huh. I was like, man, I can see why people are playing people. I want to, I want to get around and fly around. This is awesome. Very cool. So played that, and then got into the great Ace Attorney Chronicles. If you want to hear me go absolutely nuts about that game, listen to the What You Play in Third Shift. I won't say that I've cooled off on it, but I've kind of come down a little bit as it's gotten into kind of the routine of cases and the way things are presented. It's kind of the, I don't mean this in a bad way, it's kind of the same old Ace Attorney stuff. Like, if you love the game, this is the stuff you go through. I get those little mild irritations of, okay, I saw the one thing in this thing that's going to be the big reveal. I saw it. All right, let's get there. Oh, oh, you, you, you think the case is over? Oh, now you have to play out like having no idea about what to do because you can't present the evidence that shows the big reveal yet? All right, well, yeah, okay. Okay, here we go. Oh, no, the case is almost over. Hold it! What about this? Yeah, that's the thing I was going to talk about, but I don't have the mechanics to do it yet. Okay, yeah, okay. But everything's still so well written. The presentation is awesome in that game. I absolutely love it. So I'm having a lot of fun in the usual Ace Attorney way. But like I said, if you want to hear me go absolutely nuts about how much I love it in the like the freshest, hottest take of just getting right off of playing it and talking about it, oof, check out the What You Play in Third Shift, patreon.com slash thirdshiftme. And what else can we talk about? What else can we do? I know there's new games out there, Eric. It's been a week and a half. There's got to be Yeah, it's stuff. been a while. It's got to be a, a, a game or two. And let me tell you, one of them is The Ascent, everybody. All right. Came out July 29th for Xbox, PC, you know, only on that side of the world. So if you're on the PlayStation, you're out of luck. You're on the Switch, you're out of luck. But let me tell you, I was kind of stoked for this because it's a dystopian cyberpunk type game. It's got the Diablo factor going on. It's over the top, twin stick shooters. You're this indentured servant coming onto this giant planet working for the Ascent Group, which is this mega corporation. Everyone here treats everyone like garbage. Like I said, you come in and you sell your life away to get here. And then in theory, you work it off to be free, which what do we all know about indentured servitude? It works out great and it's always perfect. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. You said it just right, Matt. You said it just right. So these schmucks all come in and then they learn about how awesome indentured servitude is. Well, you play one of the characters who decides that they kind of don't like it and they want to figure out how to get out of it. But you're still just an old worker bee, and once again, as we all know, when you're a worker bee and you need the money and you need to survive, what do you keep doing? You keep working. So it's pretty neat because, like I said, twin stick shooter, cyberpunk dystopia, kind of weird, futuristic world, neon lights, grime everywhere. You go in, you're getting jobs from your bosses, just a-hole bosses in this corporation. They don't care about you. Reminds you anything like real life? I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? getting these crappy jobs, and you got to take them on. So you go in there, and you're you're shooting, you know, messed up uh, AI. You're shooting rats, mutated creatures, uh, bandits, all sorts of stuff. You're handling business. The whole time you're doing that and taking on these quests, accomplishing them, you're getting gear from it, just like you would in Diablo. So you're going to get your greens, your blues, your upgrades. You're going to have all kinds of different weapons. You're going to get your different loadouts and armor. 
it all is up to you what kind of, you know, build you want to go towards and what you want to be, which is all there for me. All that sounds great. You know me. I love the loot. I love the grind. I love getting the different gear. I love getting the different loadouts and, and going, oh, I want to go tanky, so I'm going to go big shotguns, get close in their face, or, you know, hey, I'm going to go SMGs, whatever the case may be. This game allows you to do that. The music, fantastic. Everything was really cool. Really just that, that punk, like, you know, all that's going on for it. The problem, guys and gals and folks, is I was told, oh, this game graphically is not up to par, you know, da 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 da. So I was like, okay, well, hey, it's free on Games Pass, right, Matt? Man. That's right. That was the main thing. I was like, well, I'm excited for this game. I can play it. So my computer has all upgraded everything, motherboard, the whole nine, except for the graphics cards, 1070. But I'm like, 1070 is not terrible. It's not atrocious. It's an old-ass card, don't get me wrong. I can play this game. I download the game, got it up on the PC, start playing it. Oh, it runs like hot garbage. I was confused. I was honestly confused because I keep seeing these reviews that are, yeah, it's fun. It's decent. I didn't really watch any videos, though. You know what I mean? I just kept reading reviews of it. It was chunking along, got into the combat. I'm shooting, and while I'm shooting the bad guys, like I said, it's a twin-stick shooter, so if you don't know, it's very fast-paced. you got to be moving and grooving and weaving around as the baddies are coming at you, taking them out, getting behind cover, aiming over the cover, that kind of thing. You have to be on top of it, otherwise you're dead really, really quick. This game does not give you mercy. It will punish you. With the... I don't know what it was. I don't. This computer should not be like this. I can do Sea of Thieves, for God's sakes, at, like, you know, medium to good, you know, graphics. I'm like, it should be able to handle this game, but it cannot. It cannot. It chugs, and I'm shooting in a direction. <laughs> Meanwhile, the baddies were already way past where I was shooting. I would move, and, like, the graphics would, like, chug, and so everything was fuzzy, like, 50% of the time. So I went, and I was like, I got to see. I got to see what the hell they're talking about. I want to watch videos. None of that was happening in these videos. Turn the ground effects off. Turn your environments <laughs> oh from, from good Turn everything to, to, to middling to, to poor. Low. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was just sad because I should be able to run it. Even with that older graphics card, everything else is completely updated, and I can't. And I'm sad about it because I can't get the new one. I've tried. I've been trying to get a 3060 since they launched. My luck has ran out. I was able to get you some systems, me some systems, and I can't get the card anymore. I can't. Because too many knucklehead PC users, they're way more savvy than I am, and they're way more savvy than your you know, your typical console user. So getting these things is like rocket science. It's not even that. You've seen the guy on Instagram who has the entire just room full of them. They're all plugged room in. They're all lighting yeah. up and going, wee, wee, Because wee. he's got, well, that's what I mean, because he's got some kind of meta program and everything going on where he's getting all of them, and then he's using them for all sorts of stupidity. Uh, it just sucks, because I was really hoping to come here tonight and be like, yeah, I've played it. I had a great time with it. It is what I was hoping it was going to be, and it, I can't. I can't, because I played it for about an hour, and it was just pissing me off so much that, yay, everybody... All I can do is do the, hey, it sounds great and it looks great, but I don't know because I can't play it. What you should have done is, well, you still had that luck. You should have gotten yourself one of them Xbox systems because I can go play it right now, play it now for free, and I'll be like, man, Eric, you're missing out. This game's so cool and this game's so great. 
But instead, I'm going to tell you about another game that's so cool and so great. And it's the complete opposite of anything you were talking about. I'm talking about Fuga Melodies of Steel. This is a game I had no idea about. Nothing about it, knew nothing about it. And then one of them indie channels that I follow, it went, hey, here's a Fuga Melodies of Steel review. And I kind of went, all right, I'm going to jump in the shower. I need something on to entertain my ears. Click, go, YouTube. And they went, hey, Fuga Melodies of Steel was developed and published by CyberConnect2, and it dropped on July 29th for literally everything except mobile. And I went, huh, that sounds pretty cool. And I was washing my hair and, you know, scrubbing my body. And then they told the story, which is in a world of anthropomorphic animals, the Bourbon Empire, big dogs, are overrun in small towns in France. You play as a group of little kids who their town is destroyed. All their parents are rounded up and taken away. So it's a very World War II metaphor here. They run into the woods, and in the woods they find this giant tank called, I think, the Tyrannus. So somehow they get inside the tank, they boot it up. Now you're going through the countryside, you're going through the world in this giant tank, fighting the Burman Empire. And what's really cool about it is when you're going through the world, you're kind of on this track. And there's two different types of the gameplay, and I'll get to the second type in a minute. You're kind of going along this track, picking up items, and then having enemy encounters. And when you have that enemy encounter, it's kind of a split screen. The big tank is on one side. The enemies and, you know, their forces, whether it's infantry or other tanks or hovering crafts, they're on the other side. And it looks like Advance Wars. Basically, you shoot each other. And each of your characters can man some of the guns on the tank. And what's awesome about it, and the thing that makes me really want to play this, and there's too many damn good games out right now, this is one of them, is that each of those guns... It's kind of color-coded. It's a different type of gun. you got your launcher, your main turret, machine guns. Each of the enemies, when they're queued up to do stuff, their colors coordinate with those. So if you hit this enemy that's going to go yellow-blue, and you hit him with the yellow and the blue, then you knock them back on the timeline. So now you're restructuring the order of the combat. You're applying status effects to them. You know, knocking them out of the big attack they were going to do. So now they just go plink, plink, plink. That kind of stuff. As soon as I saw that, I went, I got to get this game. But then there's even more to it. Because you play as this group of kids. And just like in Fire Emblem, you know, outside of combat in the intermission, you can walk through the big tank. It's like this big, kind of like a big three-story thing. And it turns out to, you know, kind of become a little town. You got engineering room over here where the engineering people kind of are. And you can swap your characters back and forth and go around and have little bonding interludes with all of the other characters. And if you get your bond up, now you have twin skills. So if both of those characters are on the gun, now they can do this other stuff. Characters can also get hero moments where if they're linked up with a character they like and they're in a good mood from the other stuff you did during the interlude, you know, the intermission thing. Now they can have special skills or apply more damage. Watching gameplay of this just... It makes my heart sore just to see this. And the art is beautiful. The music's great. Seeing this big, chunky tank kind of rolling along, it just it, it makes me happy, and it makes me smile. And then seeing the timeline at the top of the screen, and you hit that enemy, and they go shoop, all the way to the end. And now you can apply more attacks to them, or two other attacks to knock them even further back once you set them up to do this other thing. Oh, fantastic. Fuga Melodies of Steel. It's going on the wish list. I can't get it right now because there's too many other damn games. But this has got, I mean, it's got Star Renegades with the timeline manipulation. It's got 
Valkyria Chronicles or Fire Emblem with the bonding characters outside, leveling them up, you know, upgrading your tank and all your weapons. That's just fantastic. I can't believe I didn't know about this game coming out. It's been getting awesome scores all over the place. I mean, obviously from the indie reviewers, Noisy Pixel gave it a 9 out of 10. Switch Up gave it awesome stuff. I can't wait to play it. It looks like everything I like. There's another cool mechanic in there that I can't spoil. I mean, it's something you have to use right at the start of the game, and it's in literally every review. But I don't want to talk about it because it would spoil that moment for anybody who's playing the game. But just, man, if you're interested in any of that cool stuff, tactical combat in any kind of way, having friends and adding to your little group and upgrading your tank, if any of that sounds interesting to you, man, Fugue of Melodies of Steel, you got to play it. Indeed you do. Of course, while you're over there, playing that, getting that, checking out the Ascent on a PC that can play the Ascent or doing any of that, you could also just go back to your trusty systems, your trusty consoles, or PC if you're some weirdo, and get some freaking keys, probably. Is there any keys this week, Matt? Anything going on? This is another case where Borderlands, all the Gearbox people, they listen to us. They listen to the show. What did I say last time? Hey, man, they need to throw Borderlands 3 into the rotation. And went, ha, 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 that'll never happen. But instead of the rotation that they were on, they didn't release keys for Borderlands Game of the Year edition. Instead, Randy Pitchford went up like, all last week. Hey, y'all want some keys? Hey, heard y'all want some keys. Keys here, keys there, keys everywhere for everybody. So if you didn't get shift codes for golden keys in Borderlands 3s, you're a fool. Mm -hmm. Because they were everywhere. everywhere. A new batch just dropped today, literally, as we're recording this. So get yourselves some fantastic loot in a fantastic game that apparently is just going to keep evolving, even though we literally just said Borderlands 3 is over, and then they went, hey, giant patch notes and hot fixes. Yeah. Hey, here we go. A new vault card. Everything. Go. Because as Matt just said, they released some patch notes today. They've got the brand new vault card for the director's cut. Uh, if you own that, you'll get the new vault card, which is going to be like 100 new bank slots and whatnot. They patched up. Uh, some character stuff, all sorts of just AI issues, things going on. A couple gear pieces, uh, Embrace the Pain, Chandelier, Echo, Hive, and Voss Death Grip. So there's a few guns that I, I don't think I've ever seen or had. I'm like, what? Chandelier? What? What? Where is this at? All the hours I've played, I've never seen this. You crazy? What's going on? But they did it. They've upped the damage of them all. They've done all sorts of other stuff. As y'all know, we don't typically cover all that unless there's something, you know, particularly juicy or something that interests us personally. For me, there was nothing that personally got me all excited except vaguely the hive, just because I do have that one. But it wasn't something I use regularly. But I'm like, well, I mean, that's cool. I guess I could give it a shot again. That's the rocket launcher that does the uh, the beehive, right? Yeah, it has all the extra projectiles. Yeah, I don't play with rocket launchers, so I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. If you want to know, I guess go check it out and go read it for yourself. They did uh, do some definite uh, fixes with the Sentinel and whatnot. Uh, Mara's got some stuff touched up on her. Uh, beyond that, eh, a lot of weird stuff. PlayStation things that never really happened to me. Some errors and stuff, but it's all good. It means they're still there. They're still fixing things. And I'm like, well, we thought that was over. But apparently... We were wrong. And I will say, you and I have never really delved into the vault card stuff. Uh-huh. I noticed the, the little unlock bar the last time we played. And I went, what's this? And I finally tabbed over to the vault card and I went, oh, this is where all that awesome stuff is. Did we even finish that one night? Did we Did we finish the one nights? Because we are like, let's do the vault card tonight. And I remember we went and started it. We did Rackman and something else. We did that one, but I, I think the other one was like, kill a hundred of this or that. And we, we were sipping too much, you know? We got, like, yeah, it was... 
one sippy poo led to two sippy poos. That's just what they say. But if you've been <laughs> grinding away on that first vault card, season two essentially is here now. So definitely go check out all those cool experiences. If you're having a Borderlands night of your own, make sure you check out the daily quests so you can get that done, so you can get some cool rewards, because it's all good here. Uh, it makes me sad, you know, because we got to get in there and do that, but man, that's a lot of work. And there's so many games you play. It's so uh-huh. hard to just commit to doing all that when you got all this other stuff to be doing. Like getting on your social media and, and, and getting your hot takes, your bad takes, your good takes, like Randy Pitchford's been up to, you know what I mean? He's been out there hailing business, everybody. And I kind of want to defend him a little bit on this one. He had a take the other day, which people blew up about and got all PO'd about. And it was about Tribes of Midgard. Tribes of Midgard just recently released. And he was like, hey, you know, I got all these people coming in here, like blowing up how awesome and amazing, how good their uh, podcast and or site is or whatever uh, their stream is. And they want me to give them a free code. And I'm like, sure, sure, bro. But, hey, the game's literally 20 bucks. Yeah. Now, I ain't going to lie to me. I went, yeah, it's just 20 bucks. What's the big deal? Just go buy the damn game. Mm-hmm. Guess what? That's what I did. Just bought the damn game. But then I thought about it because that's what I do. I'm always able to just look at every angle. And I go, well, no, if I was actually like a pro streamer or a pro whatever, I can't buy a thousand games every day. It's not possible. But if you're a pro streamer and a pro creator and you got the millions of followers... Yes, you can, because you're making money hand over fist with this. Oh, hang on. I'm trying to be positive, man. I'm trying to be positive. Okay, well, con- right? continue on. Attacking- you gave me the yeah. look like, oh, uh, I know I'm saying a lie. I can't buy a lot of games if I'm famous and yes, make lots of money. I know, but I'm trying, to t- I'm trying to take it all the way to the end. So I said, okay, <laughs> I get it. You know, and then, to, and to be honest, Tribes did put out the whole thing. If you're a content creator, et cetera, and you want a free code, hit us up. Let us know what you're all about, and we'll uh, possibly throw you one. So it was all there. But, of course, Randy posted that, and it got everybody up in arms about it, just PO'd. Oh, you're, you're all blah, 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 blah. They went on and on and on. And I'm like, first off, I kind of agree with them, to be honest. I mean, you know, just buy the game. If you got a code or, you know, they are they knew you were who you were and we're like, hey, we know we love your content and we love that you follow this and this. Here's a code. Hey, that's cool, cool for you. Kudos. That means you deserved it. You you, you follow them or, or do enough for them that they notice you. And like you said, Tribes of Midgard has its own specific funnel for that. Mm-hmm. If you want a code, you can sign up here. Just like Devolver Digital does that for literally every game that gets released. Like two weeks before release, they go, hey, any content creators want to sign up for Weird West or whatever else? Put in all your deets here. So I th- I feel like maybe Randy got too many DMs of, hey, man, give me code. Gearbox, do a thing. Give me, give me code. Just go, just go over. You can apply for a code. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to interject with that before we lost the train on that. Yeah, we lost it all. And, and it's just the comment he made, and it could also be seen as a joke in a way, too, from Randy. Like, hey, no, I mean, we'll give you the code, sure, but guys, what a great deal. Tribes Midgard, they know what they are. They're a great game, but they know they're a smaller game. They're not some triple S tier game or nothing. It's 20 bucks. That I think, I want to believe that was the heart of his message in the first place. It was kind of like, hey, guys. It's a twenty buck game, man. Everyone's loving it. Everyone's enjoying it. It's only twenty bucks. Just go grab it up and rock and roll. So like the attack on him, I kind of was like, "What the hell?" But of course, like I said, when I stepped back, I'd be like, "Oh, I guess if I was a middle," and then I was like, "Maybe if I was a middling content creator." Now I can only, you know, I have to be careful with what I buy. 
I can buy some, but I can't buy every game under the sun. But if this particular game comes hot under the sun for a week, if I can get it for free and play it and be hot for that week or two, whatever it is, and then move on, I get it. I get I get the struggle. I get the game. I see where it's all coming from. But like you said, at the end of the day, these bigger content creators, they're making millions. And if they're not making millions because they love to tell you they're not, they're making tens, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 to 100 thousands at home creating content, which is a lot harder than people think. We've discussed this before. That's true. But still, you're living a dream. Yes, it's hard work, but it's a dream. So, you know, I'm like, just if you're a big timer, buy the games, help support that company. And then on top of it, stream the game, which gets you money and gets the developer money. So everybody wins. Especially because, and we, I don't want this to like become the whole focus. No, of I don't show, want to be the show. You no. and I have very <laughs> strong thoughts about this stuff. But if you are that big time streamer, and you're just getting codes left and right. The company's return on investment from even sending you that is sometimes like less than nothing. Because if you get on stream and you don't like the game, or your fans, you know, immediately go turn the game off, play Call of Duty, then they just gave you twenty dollars worth of money, and you just went threw it in the trash. And whether it's through your own actions of this game sucks, guys, this ain't it, we're switching over to do whatever, whether it's through your own fault or not. Their investment of this code to you. You could have give us the code, for example. We'd have played it, and even if we didn't like it, we'd be kind about it. You know what I mean? Whereas if you're a big timer, let's not let's not shake the bush here. Uh, you're not going to be kind. You're just going to go, lols, boring game, lola lols. Yep, let's go back to Destiny 2 or COD or whatever the hell you're playing. And and now all your 17,000 subscribers go, yeah, game sucked. Boom. None of them bought the game. None of them are going to get the game. Then they're going to go tell their friends who don't listen to Twitch. And then they're going to go, don't get it. Having seen it for 10 minutes, knowing nothing about it. It actually hurts them. It hurts them. They gave you a free code. This $20 little code. Man, they could have just not gave you. You'd have never looked at the game in the first place. And maybe 700 people out of that 16,000 would have bought the game not knowing anything, just going, eh, it sounds cool, seems cool, but didn't because they did give you the code. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's It goes both ways, and I hate it when you see, the like, the attack on Randy, where they were all going the one way. You know, the streamers and the big content creators. If it wasn't for them, you'd get nothing. They give you all your sales and your money, and I'm like, you know what? They help, for sure. Don't I, I can't deny that. But it goes the other way, too. If you get one stupid content creator who's just an ass, but has 40-something thousand people listening or watching them, or her or whoever, now you lost 40-something thousand people. It's a gamble, and it, it should be definitely looked at a lot more carefully than you expect them just to hand you a code, because it can hurt them if you're just not into their game. And there are people who don't watch a bunch of streamers who don't get their recommendations for games off of that. I've never watched a single one ever. No. I don't, I've never been like, oh, man, let me watch Prankastank. And, wow, he's playing that game. I'm going to have to get that game so I can be like Prankastank. No. this. I understand that they apparently do drive sales and I'm just an they old do. cranky man sitting and saying, get the hell off my lawn, kids. But, man, it's it feels it's comfy on this porch, you know. Get off mm-hmm. my lawn. I right, that you love lawn. that shotgun and that little glass of tea you got there. I understand. I get you. But it's a real thing. It's a real deal. I just wanted to say, you know, hey, I don't think Randy meant it the way everybody took it first off. And then secondly, even if he did, 
come on. Step back and look at every angle of this. Look at every every side to this instead of just jumping on your horse and attacking. Game's only twenty bucks. Yeah, it's, it's 20 only twenty bucks. bucks. If you can't afford the twenty bucks for the game and you were interested in it, go donate blood, plasma, go hustle on the streets. You know what I mean? You gotta do what you gotta do. It's not that difficult. I can get twenty bucks in a day. I can promise you that. Go become a streamer in real life. Take your rig out, sit on the corner, get your generator going, <laughs> and be like, hey, check this out, guy. You want to hear this cool thing I have to say about the, the jump I just met? Woo! Jumping Miss Jones! Isn't that cool? Hey, man, give me, give me like five bucks in, five in my, bucks. I can in help my you open out. guitar case. Mm-hmm. Well, you'll bring your, you bring your box busking. for your PS5. <laughs> you like open it up. And so that's what's sitting there. Instead of the guitar case or yeah. the violin case, it's the video game case. It's perfect. That is perfect. That's a good idea. Maybe we need to talk about that offside and we get that going. Go to our local campus, man. Me and you can make some money. Hell yeah. Oh, man. We'll talk about that later. So with that, I say one good take with old Randy Pitchford for sure was he also posted up Bunkers and Badasses, the board game, is complete. They have a complete version of it. Uh, Christy was showcasing it, and I was like, and they were talking about it and how cool it is and how gorgeous it looks, and I went... Oh, man, I really want that, except I have no friends, and I don't hang out with people, and nobody invites me or wants me at board game things anyway, typically. This would sit in my house, and I might play it with Matt twice, Yeah, and then we would never play it again. And sadly, that's why I didn't put in my pre-order, because it's the same thing. I would get together with you and play it once or twice, and then it would be like, I mean, I have a few board games. And they I played them with James like twice, <laughs> and they just sit there. And you are the same thing. Mm-hmm. We used to play them a lot more back in the day, but it did make me sad because I think they got the like the production prototype a few months ago, and they were showing that off. And I went, man, I wish I had pre-ordered that. Now the actual real deal copy is out there in the wild. And I went, man, what was I thinking? What was I thinking? Oh, I was being reasonable, but come on. It could have been sitting up here on the shelf, so if I ever turn the camera, you can see it. It would have been great. I feel like we should have done it, but once again, here, just reluding back to the other conversation. I have to make sure I spend my money intelligently to do what's best for me and us, and unfortunately, buying that right now takes away another game I could be talking about on the show, so I can't. I just can't. It's not going to happen. I will look at it, and maybe someday down the road, Christmas time, I'll tell the wife it's on the wish list or something, you know, and get it from Santa Claus, something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's what I'm going to end up doing, too, because I have to have it, but at the time, I couldn't justify it. And I guess I still probably can't, because there's too much going on. Like we said, we would only play it a couple times, but I'm going to treat myself. Treat yourself, Eric. Treat yourself. That's right, because if you don't, nobody else will, and while you're doing that... Just want to give a quick shout out. Godfalls DLC is right around the corner, everybody. Uh, kind of funny's got a brand new interview with them going up, talking about you know the process to get to this point, what it took for them over there to to get where they are now. Hey, and I know you're laughing, Matt, and, and I understand why you're laughing. <laughs> no, I don't think you understand why I'm laughing because you're talking about Godfall made me think, man, whatever happened to that Eric's dude who did all the Godfall videos, and then I remembered. I remembered why I thought of him. It's because like two weeks before Tribes of Midgard released, they went, hey, we got some videos from our good friend Eric's talking about Tribes of Midgard. And I went, you son of a biscuit eater. That's what we should be doing. 
We no, should be we, getting. We all gotta the get cool on that train. Stuff. We gotta. We gotta be doing that because we would. We would play it. We'd appreciate it. We would do things. Yeah. Well, that's all right. One day we'll get there, man. One day we'll get there. But until that time, we gotta go listen to these other schmucks talk about Godfall and and talk with the devs. If you want to check it out, they're all out there. Like I said, it was two of them. As you all know, if you listen to the show, me and Matt both should have played and beat Godfall, but we're both shamefully in, like, World 2 or 3. So, you know, we got to get there. But there's so many games coming out, and it's so difficult. And I just hope that this DLC is what everybody's talking about, because everyone's getting pretty hyped about it. And they're talking about, like I said, bringing on the co-op, bringing on the uh, matchmaking, all that good stuff's coming around. It has a lot of potential. Yeah, I feel like maybe it'll be for the best that we kind of held off for a while or, you know, fell off of it. Mm-hmm. Because if we get all the DLCs and the patches and all the fixes. and All the, the upgrades. It'll be everything that we wanted it to be from the start. Not that I disliked it when I played it, but it was, it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't all there. It wasn't all interlocking quite right. Mm-hmm. So maybe with all this, when we finally do return to it at some point, it'll all be there. And we'll be like, man, this this is it. I, I hope that's the case because I, I own it. So it's not like I wish it ill whatsoever. Right, right. Like, hey, this is a great game I want to play and have a good time with. It just wasn't hooking me enough to keep going where I couldn't stop. And then, of course, a million other games came and here we are. So I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully it's great. And in the meantime, though, I just got to mention, man, Gamescom. It's right around the corner, dude. August 25th, we get a whole nother whole, here's all the things coming this fall, winter, and next year. And, and so we're all I'm ready. Re- no, no, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> yes, you we are. Just, so we just did our Q3 oh, thing. So ready There's too much of that. And then yeah. you, before we got off, right as we got off, we went, man, it's time to look at Q4. And I went, just, no, I'm disgusted and mm-hmm. horrified. I can't do more releases and more things coming out. Oh, this but you will. Next. You will because no. we got to cover it. Uh, Jeff Keeley's going to host the whole uh, opening, the two-hour showcase on the 25th. You're going to hear about all the greatest and latest. It's going to be glorious. And I'm going to jump in because that's too weird, and I like it, but I don't like it. Because just like with the Summer Games Fest, that was cool. He jumped in. I was like, oh, man, look at all these cool things. Neat, 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 neat. And then like that first next day, it went, hey, here's all the things that he just talked about. But we have like... A little bit more time with them, but but not a lot extra. Mm-hmm. And I went, well, but you kind of you spoiled it for me, Jeff Keeley. So hopefully it's a little more, I don't know, it's a little more surface level, and then deep dives later, or like big deep dives on like two or three things, and then surprise later, because I feel like it was, I, I didn't dislike it, but it was kind of that weird, cool, cool, cool. What's next? The same stuff. Okay, but I saw it already. And that's where I'm hoping they do fix things. I agree with you. Because Jeff's going to come out the 25th with the showcase, two-hour showcase, which will, like you said, probably give you a look at everything coming. And then over the next few days, up till the 29th, is when you're going to get supposedly the, the deep dives, director's interviews, dev's interviews, which should add to it all. And maybe even a surprise or two. And as we've said, we're not ready for it. We're not prepared for it. There's too much. It's too crazy. Everything's got to slow down, and it's not. But no, because there is the next thing on the show notes is what I am prepared for. Because you and I just had a conversation before this. What are we going to play over what the are weekend? We gonna play? I don't know. Mm-hmm. We could do this or that or that or the other thing. 
But now, according to the show notes, I was surprised, surprised, I didn't even know it, Back for Blood is getting an open beta August 12th through the 16th. Mm -hmm. That's next week, Eric. That's what we're playing next week. We got no choice. That's what we're doing. See, here's the thing, Matt. We're going to talk about this live on the show, because that is true, Matt. 12th through the 16th, open beta for everybody on whatever system you want to play on. And I went, gosh, gosh, darn it, because I'm camping that weekend. I'm gone. I'm not around. And I said, how can we fix this scenario, Matt? And you said, what if we play tomorrow? This is why I said this earlier, Matt. Because, everybody, right now, August 5th, today, the open beta starts for those who pre-order the game. Well, ah. me, me and Matt, hey, me and hang in, you're not done. There's a, there's a way out of this, which I was trying to do right before the show started. I'm going to explain to you. I said, no, there's got to be something else. There is something else, Eric. Go watch a Twitch streamer playing Back for Blood for one hour, and we'll give you access to the beta starting today, August 5th. So I watched I watched a streamer today for an hour when I got home. Sure enough, go to Warner Brothers, sign up, get your code, go pick what system you want your beta key on, and you can go play. So right now I have my key waiting so I can go log in and get on the PlayStation and get the key logged in. And as of sometime tonight, I'll be able to play the open beta right now, early access, having watched the Twitch streamer for one hour playing Back for Blood. So, Matt, you got to go put on a Twitch streamer. <laughs> put so, for the for past blood. two to three weeks, we've <laughs> talked about reaching through the Sidon to touch the source. That's what this is going to be. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch Twitch streamer go. Oh my god! Wow, chat, chat! Look at it! Pop, 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 pow! Zip, 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 zip! Look at it do! I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. Same grace, it. man. Same grace. You just put it on the laptop. You keep that. Turn your turn your sleep mode off. Keep it on. Let it go for an hour, and it automatically up in your little mailbox, you'll see a little ding, and you'll get your code, and it'll do all your account stuff. And then we'll be able to play Back for Blood tomorrow, two maps of co-op, and then they've also got a horde mode there available to check out and try out, all sorts of goodies. Now, you do make a valid point, because I can go turn the PC on in the other room, uh-huh. and while I'm editing this podcast, uh-huh. just Had put it running. up and be like, hey, Back for Blood Jones, here we go, doing it. But knowing my luck, I'll put it on. And I'll walk in here and put my headphones in. And he'll go, that's it, chat. Five more minutes. And we're going off. Beep, 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 beep. And I'll lose it. I won't get it. <laughs> uh, well, everybody out there listening, you can make that attempt if you want and get yourself early access to the open beta if you've pre-ordered the game and or go watch someone play it on Twitch. If you don't, as Matt said earlier, the 12th through the 16th or whatever it is, you can play no matter what. But like I said, I am gone that weekend in Grand Haven camping for the last, except for the Halloween camping trip. But the Halloween one, Matt, is just Saturday and coming home Sunday. So it's not really anything that's going to affect me or you. I don't believe it. I know. It's a lie. You're a liar. I am a liar. Oh, I'm a liar. You can't can't believe anything I say. (laughs) I'm not even going to move on to the next topic because I I did a segue for this last one and then you said, screw you, buddy. And so now. Oh, but it was was great. We went right into it. It felt good, you know? No, I'm being obstinate for the rest of the episode. He's not helping. He's not helping, folks. He's just not going to do it. Okay, fine. You know, while you're being stubborn. I'll be stubborn, too, and I won't segue properly into the next one. Hey, while I'm standing here all alone, I think Ghost of Tsushima legends should get themselves a standalone 
freaking piece of content too. And they did it, Matt. For 20 bucks, you can get Ghost of Tsushima Legends all by itself. All by itself. Uh, see, I am kind of torn on this because Ghost of Tsushima Legends is awesome. It's fantastic. It is. Well worth 20 bucks if you have not ever gotten into it. But at this point, you're telling me you can't get Ghost of Tsushima on sale for 20 bucks? Uh-huh. I know you can find the whole game. Which has a fantastic single player mode, do all that stuff too. So I guess if you're not interested in that, if you don't like open worlds, if you don't like anything like that, it's a great purchase. I love Legends mode. And then there's even more stuff coming to Legends mode, which I'm scared and I'm horrified about. Because mm. more content, cool. More stuff, the rebalancing of the nightmare stuff, sounds great. And then they went, hey, we're also adding more gear things to level you up more, to do even more, to get more stuff, to keep you playing it forever. And I went, but I was content. And now there's going to be more stuff to do. And I'm going to be so mad because I'm going to go in and have more fun times, get hooked again, and start playing it with randos all the time. And spend more of my free time and not play these cool games. But it's going to be awesome because Legends mode is great. Anything they add to it will be fantastic. But I'm just sad because I don't want to be hyped. We've said it for two weeks running. This is the third week. I'm hyped for it. And Legends, with them releasing it singularly like they are, I think they want to make sure that this is a, a success. Because regardless of how cool Legends was, a lot of people never played it. They played through Ghost of Tsushima and then they moved on to the next game. They didn't come back to Legends. But then when they realized the positive you know, uh, reviews it got and how the people that did play it loved it, they realized they had something on their hands. So I think by putting this out as its own entity, I think it's going to bring a lot of people who didn't give it a chance coming in. Which is going to be more players, plus you're going to get all the people who did enjoy it coming back because they got the new Rivals mode, which is like a two teams of two coming in and, and facing off against hordes and then getting these points to where they can screw the other team over and then you keep going back and forth. That's going to be stupid fun, stupid challenging and, and annoying, fun, angry, all the emotions. This will be fantastic. We'll play it. We'll have a lot of fun because Legends mode is fun regardless. But then be happy because... Even more people are getting embraced. And a hug is always nice. A hug is always good. Embrace a group. It's buying up people left and right. Left, right, center. It's crazy. It was like six or seven or eight more studios. Eight. It was yeah. ridiculous. Eight more studios. And I went, oh, seven. I'm stupid. It's seven. There you go. Got it up. I got the article up from Yahoo Finance, which stole it from Kotaku. There you go. And I pulled mine up from Eurogamer. And I went, ah, Duke Nukem Studio 3D Realms. Ah, you know, that's not really for me. And they went, hmm, a Danish outfit. Slipgate Ironworks. What's that? Hmm. Google the internet. Ticka, ticka, ticka. Oh, they made Ghost Runner, which everybody said was amazing and awesome and cool. And I still haven't played it, but I'm. it's one of those things that's on the list that I got to play. I went, oh, okay. That's a good one. Scroll down even further. VR projects. Oh, Coffee Stain Studios will gain Easy Trigger. Why do I know that name? Oh my god, they did Hunt Down. That's fantastic. And then in the Eurogamer article, it says, hey, they did that game and it was really fun. Also, it sounds like more Hunt Down is on the way. And my head exploded. My brain exploded out of my cranium. It's literally up there on the fan blade right now. Uh, just more Hunt Down, more funding for the people who did Hunt Down to do even more cool stuff. That was one of my games of the year. Last year? I can't remember because time is a lie. Uh-huh. But that game was... It was last year because we did the top five. It was in there. Hunt Down was amazing. More Hunt Down, more funding for them to be able to do their fanciful things. Oh, oh, I got chills. I have chills right now thinking about it. While you're excited about that, and you should be because you're right. You're 100% right. You're overlooking it, a very important thing. Okay, Gearbox does own 
Duke Nukem currently. All right, but the original studio, 3D Realms, are the creators of Duke Nukem. They're the ones who did it. They're the they're the they're the minds behind it. Embracer owns both of them, Matt. They own Gearbox and they own 3D Realms. This is it. This is it. This is where 3D Realms gets its baby back. This is where they find out who we are because we somehow get a hold of them and tell them about our awesome ideas. And this is where we get our Duke back. This is how we do it. Embracer has embraced us with that big hug. And now we can feel good and positive about getting Dukem and Nukem. You know what I'm saying? It's coming. It's gotta. It's gotta. But even if it doesn't, like you said, it's good to bring the family back together. Uh-huh. What is it they, they always say in Europe? Like, it's coming home when they do their soccer thing. It's coming home. Yeah. The two estranged pieces of the family, they're back together again. Back together it's fantastic. again. fantastic. Under the same tree. Yeah. Are they going to eat that apple? The forbidden fruit? Are they going to make that duke? Oh, I hope so, man. I'm just telling you right now. I hope so, so bad. I can't wait. I can't wait. I just, I'm, the possibilities now are endless. And Embracer Group absorbing everything is making that possible. Who doesn't love a giant corporation eating up everything and putting all your favorite things under the same umbrella? It's going to be good. It's going to be good. Even before you said it, I was laughing because I went, man. When EA does stuff like this, I go, oh, man, EA's just going to eat them up and poop them back out. It's going to really suck. But now some of my favorite, one of my favorite little teams that I didn't even know that I loved before last year, now they're getting, I'm not going to say like sucked up, they're just getting a hot injection of fun money to be able to do whatever they want. I hope this, I mean, we've seen it before. Embrace a group is not one of those EA type things that everybody acknowledges and say this is they ruin stuff. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping this is the partnership that we hope it will be for Gearbox and everything else. Yeah. And it just and it all works out good because they have all these teams and all these silos and hopefully you can get some of that, you know, cross contamination going. Get some get some good juices from this one and drip it over here. Or if if even if not, just now these teams have the funding to do the next level the of next stuff level that they of game. Do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of being stuck with the budget they had, now they've got that extra money flow in their way to make that game, spice it up just enough to make it a success, and then Embracer Group sees that they're doing great work, keeps them on board, lets them keep doing whatever they want. And hopefully, in a dream world, everybody stays in their own umbrella, making the games, getting that extra money, making money for Embracer. Embracer's happy. Developers are happy. It could all go south real quick, too, so we no. just have to cross our fingers. No, I'm going to keep doesn't. the smile on my That's face because right. I haven't thought about Hunt Down 2 since I beat Hunt Down 1. I went, man, I hope eventually someday they can make another one of this or I can get more Hunt Down. Literally, Eurogamer says it sounds like more's on the way. So this is nothing but good. I don't even care about anything else. They can close all other studios. If I get Hunt Down 2 and it's as good as Hunt Down 1 was and more, ah, ridiculous. Hey. I'm telling you right now, man, I'm with you because I'm already getting Crystal Protocol. I'm getting a remake of my Dead Space. And I'm telling you right now, Cat comes right around the corner with that new Breath of Fire. And my life's going to be just done. I mean, yeah, I'm good. Your life will be done because hell will have frozen over by the time that happens. And you know that's the facts. Why don't you just go play Breath of Fire 6, dude? Why don't you go play that? I ain't playing a mobile game. Go play Never. it. Why don't you go get Dragon Quarter and play through that, too? No. Well, I will say I watched a bunch of retrospectives of Dragon Quarter, mm-hmm. and it seems actually pretty cool. Really? Like the systems in it, 
Like, hmm. yeah, obviously this is looking back, maybe rose colored glasses people, mm-hmm. but looking at it again, I went, actually makes a lot of sense. And the whole, anyway, that's another discussion that's another for day, another, another time. time. Yep. But what about you out there in podcast listener land? Are you excited for more people to get embraced by the Embracer group? Are you just playing Breath of Fire 6 and having a grand old time and you think everyone who talks bad about it is a crazy fool? Are you playing? Are you the person whose video I watched about Dragon Quarter and, and got me excited for it? Are you the guy who made a drink inspired by Dragon Quarter? Because there was one of those guys too. It was great. <laughs> But anyway, if you got any feedback, any comments, questions, any kind of anything, let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com, on the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook on the Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there. And while you're looking over there, take a peek-o at the old Patreon. We treat it like a tip jar, like what we did this week, next week, last week, whatever week it is. Hey, throw a buck, two bucks, three bucks our way, five bucks, maybe even that coveted million. But as we discussed, maybe not the coveted million. Maybe just go 999999 you know what I'm saying? Because then we'd have to like probably stop doing this because we'd have to run a business. And that would be really difficult and stressful. And my wife would be upset and we'd have to like, it'd be a lot of work. We have to change the format. We would just talk yeah. about running a business. It'd be a Matt and Eric's business podcast. Third shift, because we'd both work the third and first shift, probably, <laughs> to make it work. It'd be great. That would be what it's about. So, hey, if you want to see that, I guess give us the whole million. We said we'd do it. But I'd recommend maybe just slightly under that, so that way we can just play video games the rest of our lives and talk to you. That's not a bad idea, though. See, because we recorded on third shift, because I'd have to work second and third, and you'd have to work third and first. first. And, yeah, first so, and third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'd, we'd overlap in that one time of our lives. We have to work every single day. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, man, get in. Do the podcast. Just, hit hit record. We got to go. Can't edit it. We got to do. Oh, my God. Here comes the ship and stuff. Beep, yeah. beep, oh, beep. Oh, boy. Well, get, wrap it up. Get the cold cocks in. That's how we got to do it. Mm-hmm. God, putting out the belts, getting the belts out, offloading from the semis. Yes, folks. I've done this job before. <laughs> but until that point, you can still listen to the very next episode, which will be dropping on the 12th on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Poppy, on Spotify, and on YouTube. And as I always say, hey, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. We appreciate those five-star reviews. I'm sure they're coming in. I can feel it in my bones. I know you're all sitting there. You're churning and burning. There's a there's a tick on your behinds, and it's like, ah, hey, give those guys a five-star review, and you're just almost there. You just need that extra push, and I think this week you're going to get it. Boom, five-star reviews coming our way. I feel it in my bones. Ah, You're going to make me happy next week, listeners. I feel it. And until then, there's nothing else to say, but don't forget to say. Shut up and sit down.